All right, y'all, welcome in to the newest episode. We are nearing 60 episodes and we are right around 1200 plays now. So we're just shooting right up towards the sky and we're actually doing something new tonight. And I'm kind of excited. This is uncharted territory for me. And I think that um, we have pretty much the expert on the topic tonight. And it's, it, we just did some little bit of show prep before we hopped on and holy crap, learned your notes. <laughs> Do you expect anything else from me? That's the, that's no. the sad thing is like, you shouldn't be surprised. No, I'm not surprised, right. but right. I'm continually surprised by it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's gonna be good having these to kind of reference because holy crap, what we're talking about is a, gonna get deep yeah hashtag deep yeah and that's a reference if you didn't know i i don't get the reference that's 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 an old bo burnham reference is it yeah it's one of his songs hashtag deep someone got that so that is exactly what we're tackling today uh for the first time we are doing a review and I don't even know what you would call this. Would you call it a special a Common, documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah, a comedy. Um, well, I think he calls it a special, and people know him for his comedy. But I don't know how much you would call this a comedy special. Mm-hmm. There's some funny parts, but I think he just calls it a special. So, with the in the spirit of figuring it out and kind of tackling some difficult subject matter, trying to wrap our brains around stuff, uh, you know, contemplating existence and the big picture things, uh, how the world works, which is another reference to this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We thought it'd be fun to talk about this special and the hopes that if you have not seen it, you go out there and see it because this is something you probably would listen to after you do so. So let's do that first. If the special is called Inside, it's by Bo Burnham and it's on Netflix. It's probably like an hour and a half or so. It's exactly an hour and 27 minutes. I've got it up on my screen right now. Okay. (laughs) So Hour hour and three. It's well, well, well worth your time. It is funny. It's also dark and it's extremely thought provoking. And so if any of those categories are ones that you typically lean towards, this is something that will be right up your alley. And we hope that you watch it and we're gonna have you pause us for a second now. So that way you can watch it and come back to us. Okay, so thank you for watching (laughs) it or maybe you already have watched it. And that's what we wanna do now just because We've kind of talked, you and I, Lauren, indirectly here and there, um, but to kind of take it song by song or kind of chronologically, uh, I think there's just so much to unpack here. And I am curious. So much. So much. Your thoughts with it. So <clears throat> I, I say at the beginning that you're the expert. And the reasons why is because you've watched it about 100 times so far. I, if I had to be realistic, I'd probably say at least 15. And I have watched it twice, which is a huge deal for me because 
watching anything more than once is a miracle with my attention span. Uh, but also my you're an expert span. because you go back with Bo. You, I pretty much watched him from the beginning. And I do. Uh, if you could kind of give the audience, yep. not just your, you know, your experience with him, but what he kind of is and what he's known for. So I discovered Bo when he was on YouTube, which is how he started. Um, I think someone at high, in high school, or I can't even remember how long ago, it could have been as far back as like when YouTube first started, 2007, 2008. Um, and I think a friend showed me one of his videos where he's literally just sitting in his room on his piano playing songs and rapping. Um, and then I remember his special came out called Words, Words, Words. And it was something me and my best friend in high school quoted all the time, like all the time. <laughs> we watched it multiple times. We loved it so much. I'm pretty sure he was like 19 in that special. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't know. I just always knew him as like, he kind of rapped about funny stuff. And sometimes he had a little bit darker subject matter. Um, you know, he, he, in his past, he's definitely had problematic comedy, which he talks about in this newest special which I, I agree with. I listened back to it now. Like I watched the old ones after I watched Inside again. And I was just like, oh, yikes. Um, how times have changed. But, um, but no, yeah. So I've, I've, I've watched him for a long, long time now. And he's had, so words, words, words. Then he had what? And then he had make happy. Mm -hmm. which was the most one which was in Teen Scene and, and Make Happier on Netflix as well if you guys want to watch those and I'll probably I mean I'll probably reference his slow comedy that comes through in this newest one um a lot I feel like he has kind of his style has evolved but he kind of pulls from the same little tricks sometimes in this um newest one and most notably make happy ends with him going into the room that he is in for inside so mm -hmm. i don't know if that was on purpose probably was if anything you should know that anything Bo does in his comedy is on purpose and if it seems like there's a deeper meaning there's a deeper meaning <laughs> yeah yeah, I think that's all well said. And you, like like you said, you listened to him since high school. And I remember of hearing of him through you. And he was kind of like this fringe comedian because at the time, there was still the traditional sense of media and everything trickling down yeah. from the top. And you had TV specials and you had, um, you had I, I, um, iTunes and stuff like that. YouTube was kind of this side project, right? Where yeah. some people would watch YouTube, but it wasn't necessarily mainstream. And now it's kind of funny how it's kind of flipped and, right. and with like streaming services and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he cut his teeth young doing that. Um, and he kind of became like a cult uh, comedy kind of guy. Like he had a, a, a pretty strong following from the beginning. Um, and I would say if you've never heard of him before, 
someone you may have heard of before is Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> and I would personally say you could make a connection between the two of them, just in the sense of its comedic songwriting. And He's, I think yeah. Bo is more and clever. And I think like his voice, his voice style kind of re reminds me of Weird Al sometimes too. Yes, yes. And I think that um, Weird Al, his music is kind of a happy, not happy-go-lucky, but kind of like a satirical or just strictly comedic. Whereas Bo is also funny, but comedy is the vehicle to get you to think deeper. Um, and right. the more you listen to it, the more you gain from it. And you're like, holy crap, that this is like, there's so much here um, to kind of just sit with and sift through. So yeah, that's kind of Bo in a nutshell. Um, and you mentioned that he had uh, his his most recent prior to this was 2016. Mm -hmm. And then he mentions in this current Inside special that things kind of came to a screeching halt in 2016 because of panic attacks. Yeah. And I want you all to think um, through this scenario. A lot of people can experience, you know, anxiety. And maybe you are someone listening that does do that. Uh, but imagine your profession is also the triggering of these anxiety attacks or um, these panic attacks. And that's basically what he says is that in 2016, it got to a point where when he would step on stage or as he was approaching the stage or once he's up there, um, that's when he felt the worst. And I cannot imagine what type of purgatory that must have felt like because you always hear the, the art of comedy and kind of the high that comedians chase to, to get up on stage and kind of evoke that laughter and that emotion. And it seems addictive. Um, so for it to kind of be this extreme opposites happening simultaneously, what that would have been like. Yeah. I mean, he said, he says like severe, severe panic attacks in the middle of performing. And like, you, I mean, you probably wouldn't know because he doesn't miss a beat, but like, God, I can't, I can't breathe when I have a panic attack. Like I can't even imagine, I can't imagine it. So yeah, so he, he, I don't think he planned on coming back. Yeah. At all. And you think his ascension came from such a young age. And so he was forced um, again, by his own doing, but that regardless, I don't like when people are like, oh yeah, like, well, they kind of chose this lifestyle. Well, that doesn't right. make it any easier on them um, for him to grow up so quickly. Cause he would have been, he's probably a couple years older than we are. We're in our late twenties. Mm -hmm. He's probably like early thirties. Well, he's Yeah. He said he's born in 1990. So he's yeah. two, three years older than us. Yeah. <clears throat> and so to be so uh, famous, so so young yeah um, and for it to be through the means of the internet uh is adds another layer that we'll talk about later but yeah so that's kind of him and that's kind of how he got to where we are now so fast forward to um fairly recently and he says in his special that he worked on himself um he kind of channeled his inner demons and felt like he had control of his situation and he really got to a point where he felt 
confident and happy returning to comedy and getting back to the place where it would kind of bring him down, which is the stage. And he finally gets there and it's this comeback story. And the funniest story. thing happens. <laughs> and the funniest thing happens. It is 2020. And yeah. it, I don't what? know what month it was, maybe January or February. Yeah, he said, he said like January. And a global pandemic happens. So wah, instead wah, wah. of just, yeah, instead of just kind of accepting defeat and just sitting idle, he kind of has this brainstormed idea of, well, I'm going to make this hybrid comedy special where I document really this historical time. And it makes me think of you, Lauren, because you sent me a snap story that you saved when the pandemic first um, kind of came to be mainstream in like March of last year. Yeah. And your snaps are kind of eerie to watch a year later because there's such a temporary uh, um, like theme that you have to the snaps. Like, oh yeah, like we're sent home for two weeks and like this, so this is going to be I a hope crazy this last two weeks. Through May and yeah. Because I have and a you, vacation and oh God. And you look back on it and it's like, it's so short-sighted to what it ended up being. Uh, and so he, like everyone else, us included, did not realize the sheer magnitude of this and the effect it would have on literally everything. Uh, but on the front end, he's like, okay, I want to make this comedy special. I want to document this time. And this gives me a, a place to, and a space to be creative. And so what and he distract, does- And to distract from- And to distract. Very dark things. That's a really, really important what point. he says is from putting a bullet in his head with a gun. Mm-hmm. That's literally what he says. Yeah. Yeah. So distraction, occupying the mind. And the ingenious thing about what he does is he writes it, he directs it, he produces it, all of the uh, effects that happen and the effect, the lighting. It's incredible. Amazing. Because it's not like CGI, it's just incredibly. Thoughtful. thorough and thoughtful ideas so think of like a tiny <laughs> little disco ball that's like the size of a softball off amazon with an iphone light things yeah. like that or a projector that projects only on your t-shirt uh or just really incredible things uh the shadows and um just the bright colors and it's it really is as much a visual experience as it is an audio experience so he wants to do this two cute little week thing or month long thing. And sure enough, uh, as you now know, because of the pandemic, it extended way past what his original time frame was. And part of that is you see him kind of dip into a, a dark place mentally. Mm-hmm. And physically, you see time pass by because uh, his, his beard grows longer, his hair grows longer, his face kind of becomes a little more shallow and it's, it's something to see. Uh, and I think that, um, you don't really get that much in movies or in specials, the, the capture of the passage of time. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of what, created this special 
Um, and what we want to do is just run through it, uh, talk through the different songs, because again, he kind of does his comedy through singing. There is spoken word or monologues that are sprinkled throughout as well, but kind of the bread and butter of his comedy are songs. So we kind of want to tackle the songs chronologically or the themes, anything that stood out to us uh, and maybe some, some stuff that one of the other missed. You probably didn't miss anything because you've watched it 15 times. <laughs> oh, I guarantee. Every time I watch it, I see something else. So. So I'll let <laughs> you kind of start then. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so he starts off uh it's just the um the room the doors cracked open it's just like a piano and a chair um some furniture in the room um and we move to <clears throat> content um i love the song that, it's so short but like hearing you say that though i forgot to add something and not only did he do all this himself not only did he expect this to be two weeks, but I don't know where he lives. My educated guess is like New York City. I don't know. I'm not sure. But wherever he lives could be LA. I, I am, I'm assuming he lives in a bigger city. The reason I guess that is because the setup of his apartment is extremely small. Think of like a, a, an efficiency apartment where pretty much you see everything from wherever you're sitting. Mm -hmm. And the whole special takes place in one room. I think his, it's like a apartment. I think it's like a guest house okay because okay. in Make Happy you see him so he sings his last song from Make Happy the previous special in this room and then he gets up and he walks outside and he walks up to like a back porch so I mm -hmm. think it might be like a guest house out back but yeah it has everything it has like kitchen little kitchenette little pull-out couch mm -hmm. it's all like an all-inclusive living space but it's very small yeah yeah yeah, it might be, but it's a very small space and that's where he is throughout the entirety of that. So that's definitely something to note too. But um, so you're talking about the first song, which is content. Content, yes. Um, <laughs> so to set the scene, he's sitting in a chair and I'm gonna like get a little, a little visual for myself. So he's literally just sitting in a chair. He's got something on his head and he's got one light. It's dark in the room. He's got one light shining on him and he's got kind of long hair. He's got a beard going, white shirt. And he's just like stoic staring at the ground. And, you know, this is like, I, <laughs> I realized that I tend to like these musicians and artists, Bo, um, the 1975, who I talk about all the time, uh, 21 Pilots, who do these things where they're like, the songs and the content huh, is very dark, but the music is like the opposite, right? It's so it's like this synth, like great beat. And <laughs> um, my favorite is he's just like, um, oh my God, I've got to play it to like figure out how it starts. But yeah, he, that's a really good, uh, a, a good thing to point out is how it's sad, dark lyrics and really upbeat 80s kind of music where Bouncy, all his like, music are bangers. The yeah. beats are bangers all the time. And that's something else I do want to say too, is like, if you watch his past specials, like the songs were kind of just like you said, like a vehicle for the comedy. And I wouldn't have called them like 
not bad songs, but not like not great songs to where I would like want to listen to them in the car or like listen to them again, or for the point of the melody, I would listen to them for the, for the lyrics. Cause I would like listen to the comedy, but this whole special, like almost every song I have stuck in my head and like, they're mm-hmm. good songs. They're really yeah. good songs. Yeah. Okay. So he starts off, he's, he's just got a microphone in his hand, something on his head staring at the the ground and he says if you'd have told me a year ago that I'd be stuck inside of my home I would have told you a year ago interesting now leave me alone and there's this like ah in the middle of Mm -hmm. and it's like this is how he does comedy almost is like he looks so sad he looks so like there's no emotion here right and it's like this if you'd have told me a year ago and it's like you're like kind of bouncing and you're like should I laugh and like that's like his know. whole thing is like am I is this this is funny right is this is funny right uh, this looks sad but it's kind of funny like that's his whole thing so he's talking mm-hmm. about directly you know I'd be stuck inside of my home for a year I would have been like okay leave me alone like fuck off right mm-hmm. um and content meaning you know like we're all stuck inside right I think it's like at one point he turns on whatever's on his forehead and it's a headlamp and he looks up and it shines on a disco ball so again it's like this juxtaposition which I feel like I'm going to use this word a lot and I, I feel like a pretentious asshole but the juxtaposition of his like face and it's just like dark in the room and then he looks up and like the disco ball just lights up the whole room Mm-hmm. And so he's like, daddy made you some content. It's your favorite open wide, which is the whole, like one of the big overarching themes of this special is the internet. And I think our consumption of the internet and content. Yeah. And it's like, we're just yearning for the next thing that he gives us. So it's like, here you go. I made something open wide. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And no matter what it is, it's like we're ravenous and we can't get enough of content. We, we yes. chew it up, spit it out, and we're already looking for the next thing. Right. And right. the the next one I think that leads after that is comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think in a similar vein to that, he and this one, this is the one when we when we watched it the first time, I will admit, because I didn't really know too much of Bo Burnham other than he was kind of this YouTube sensation when we were in high school and holly was one of the people like you that she watched him in high school Mm -hmm. and so she was kind of drawn to this special and i just kind of watched it as background noise at first right and then watched it thoroughly the second time around but this song the comedy one is what drew me in because he's basically (laughs) saying shit is getting real yeah and there's a lot going on yeah and I don't know what I can do or what yep. I should do yep. with comedy. Yep. And he basically is saying that uh, there's so much happening. Do we even want to laugh right now? Do we have right. the ability to laugh or should we focus our emotions <clears throat> into changing, into healing, or should we still sit back and just laugh? Right. And that is so powerful. And I think that's what a lot of comedians struggle with currently. I think you hear a lot of comedians, they don't know where to go, the areas in which to joke about, because 
uh, society is changing. Oh my God. Uh, just in the I past, would say it's progressing. Just in the past five years, which is like something you and I talk about all the time, you know, with the newest generation, which it's like a, a curse, not a curse. It's, it's good that they are very careful about what they say. Right. Mm-hmm. And not five years ago, it was still okay to make some pretty problematic comedy and people were, mm-hmm. it was just normal. I mean, <clears throat> And I even look back and I'm like, why did I think that was funny? Like, that's just stereotypical and like shitty. That's so shitty. But Mm -hmm. like then, you know, it's like times have changed so much and in a good way progressed that it's like now what is comedy anymore? Like what it was always just these jokes about like racist jokes and stereotypes and, you know, insensitive things and Mm -hmm what even is it anymore? And this is a, this is actually a, he's made a couple songs on this in the past, uh, a couple different songs in his past specials that are literally about the same thing. Like the very first song in Make Happy is, is like exactly this. It's like the world is so fucked up, the world, like everything's so sad and no, it's funny. Ha ha ha. Like, let's laugh at it. And um, <clears throat> so like this song starts off with just one spotlight And he's like, everything happened all at once. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he reaches back and he plays a fake laugh track. Mm -hmm. And so that I feel like is like, okay, so (laughs) the world has changed so much. I'm doing my comedy special in front of no one. So like, and you know, what is half the shows on cable anyways with fake laugh tracks? And like, Mm -hmm. what really is comedy? Like, are people really laughing at this stuff? Or is it all just like fake laughs? Are we teaching mm-hmm. each other like what's funny when it's not really funny? Um, and you know, should I be joking at a time like this? Is the refrain? Um, but what I <laughs> what I love about this song is, you know, he's he's like, "What should I do? I don't know. I want to help." And then this like godlike voice is like <laughs> the indescribable power of your comedy and he's like what a white guy like me it's like bingo (laughs) (laughs) so then then he gets into the idea of like I'm a straight cis white dude Mm -hmm. and he points to these themes such as let's check my notes um my one of my favorite lines where he's like the world is so fucked up you know systematic depression income equality the other stuff (laughs) it's like he's talking about like he turns around one more he's like right he's like I'm a special kind of white guy so it's like it's that trope of the white savior complex right it's like he says at one point we've had the chair for like we've had we've had the platform for at least 400 years so maybe we should just shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. and then he goes I'm bored. I don't want to do that. And it's like, <laughs> but that's what he's talking about. He even, he even writes at, at one point, which I feel like is the, the epitome of the white savior complex is a uh, blind side. He says, let me chant, let me channel Sandra Bullock in the blind side. So white savior complex being, you know, like white, wealthy, white person saving a not white person who's down on their luck. Yes. We feel like it's our job or whatever, you know, like we're, it's that, that whole thing that he's like, 
okay, but at the same time, I do want to make a difference to like, what do I do? Like, how do I, all I have in my power is comedy. So mm-hmm. it's like, a, it's, I mean, all of his songs are right. They're a parody, but he's also kind of like serious. Like, what else can I do? But just making fun of that white savior complex, I think. And if you pause it at certain minutes, he's like walking around with um, like notepads and he's writing stuff down and he's like stomping around. He's got like board on like a big white board with uh, tables and stuff. If you pause those and you read those, they're really funny. One of them is like, no tree, is it a joke? Is it offensive? Should I like, does, is it, does it hurt people? And it goes like to yes, 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 no. Like, is it funny? And some of them are like stereotypes you see in like comedies that are really problematic. It's like, if you pause it, this song has a lot of hidden things that are, that mm-hmm. are fun to find. Yeah. Oh, oh, another thing I wrote down is where he's like, um, should I give away my money? No, and he like freaks out. I think with this whole, um, what what do you want to call it? I don't want to call it like a a movement, the movement of which he he talks about later, like branding, brand awareness, brands and big companies, corporations, celebrities who speak out. And we talk about white savior savior complex, right? Like fake activism Mm -hmm. of like, well, why don't you just donate some of your obscene amount of money to help these causes and it's like that it's like no I don't want to give away my money my precious money mm-hmm. so, so that's I mean those are some of the, the notes I wrote down but is there anything else that you <laughs> gathered from this song on the second no. time you listened to it no I mean you're gonna have a deep, <laughs> much deeper dive than I am but it's just with all of these songs I'm picturing like 30 years from now an English teacher yeah. could assign a song to a student and say write a 20 page paper a video essay. on this one song yeah and you could do that because there's just so much that's just like pouring out of each line and he just hits it so on on the head with everything and he does it in a in a uh non um predatory sense where you don't feel like you're being attacked necessarily but he does it in a fun-ish way that you can unpack it and not feel like someone is like coming after you with it right um and man as I'm doing this I'm thinking I'm going through the song list and I feel like this could be like a four-hour episode so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is that kind of scares me. So let me ask you well, this. Yeah. What do you think if we say like what are like your five to six favorite ones for various reasons? That's what my that's what my plan was pretty much. Um Okay. That's one of the ones that I wanted to dive into though. Was the comedy one. So that's why it's longer. Like the other ones I don't have as much notes for, but like that one and then a few other ones I had a little bit more notes for. Cool. So let's do that. And I think we're at a good stopping point for this week and we'll tease out. I feel like we have good conversations and we talk and it's always a two-part yeah. episode. So that's good. So we're going to hit the pause button. Okay. And again, if you haven't, 
watched it by this point, I don't know what you're doing. You better start watching it. Maybe we can it for you there. Um, if you have watched it, stay tuned for next week, and we're going to give you the definitive top five-ish. I say top five-ish because I think I have six uh, favorite songs. And we will see you next week. Bye.